Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues. We're going to wrap up the state of Minnesota today in St. Paul with J-Mo on the beat. Hey, bass players, listen up. The Bag is a high-quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the USA with the finest craftsmanship with a beautiful, sophisticated, and very cool overall appearance. They're made of some of the finest quality leather and cushion available and meant to last a lifetime. Literally, they've got over 30 years' experience in the leather industry. They're extremely proud to introduce this line of gig bags targeted to the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice. Their hope is that you'll love the bag as much as they do. The bag from Tony Vaughn Base Bags, www.tonyvaughn.com. Our guest is J-Mo on the beat, and I've got a little disclaimer here. When we first started this podcast, uh, Jamie from J-Mo... Uh, was one of our first guests that we interviewed. Well, uh, we had all kinds of technical issues, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, in that time, Jamo's also got a couple new songs out. So we just decided rather than try and do all this different editing, we're just going to redo the show. And I'm not as surprised now because now I know who I'm talking to. But when we first met, Jamo on the beat, I thought it was going to be like some sort of hip hop kind of rap band. And that's not at all who you are, right, Jamie? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about JMO on the beat. Well, JMO on the beat is a, a singer songwriter that does like a mix of 50s rock and roll and like a little bit of modern pop and rock. I consider you more like of a like the style of like a 50s kind of crooner. You know, I think we talked about this before about like the platters, maybe. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that a little bit. <laughs> Who do you get compared to a lot when you're when people are talking about your style? Uh, I usually get compared to like Fats Domino, Chuck Berry, uh, Elvis, um, just a bunch of like well-known like musicians from back then. Uh huh. And you've got a band because I think we were, I, I think you had a band off and on when we first met. Is that correct? And now it's pretty steady, or what? It's it's pretty steady right now. Like uh, the J Lighters is the name of my group. Uh, yeah, I think last time that we talked, I think I was telling you how um, it become. If I, I finally found like a new guitar player, uh, his name is Joe, and then of course we have like you know the other basics: a bass player and a drummer. Uh -huh. But awesomely enough, we also got a sax player uh, to fit that sound. And oh, cool. Yeah. And you're playing a lot more because I think you were not playing that much when we first met. And now you are, right? Yeah, I was taking like a little break around that time. And then throughout this summer, uh, just show after show. I think last time we talked, I was telling you about like my EP release uh, yeah. for Love Letters. And yeah, like since then, I've just been like with the band. We all have been pretty busy with shows or our personal lives. And um Funny enough, uh, we just got done for our last show a couple days ago, uh, for the year, of course. Yeah. Now, love letters. When we talked about that, it was kind of funny because the songs that you put out were all kind of inter inter 
interlocked, right? Because there's a song called Camille and it's a love song. And then I do is like, now we're getting married, right? Yeah. And then uh, on the beat wasn't part of that that family of songs, was it? Or did that also tie in? Uh, I don't think so, no. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I thought there was a third one, though, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure, but yeah. Uh, yeah, with Love Letters, it's pretty much like the EP itself. It's pretty much uh, like a sort of a love story kind of planned by me. It starts off with like a spoken word thing to start things off. Uh-huh. And then it goes into the first song, which is like I guess one of my popular hits right now. I want to call on you, and then from there it just goes into like a little story with a little bit of heartbreak, um, trying to find true love again, and then of course, um, I do, which is like the whole wedding anthem of the EP. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really sweet how you put the whole thing together. You know. Thanks. Now, when you do a show, you mix your songs up. You're not telling a story like you did, right? Uh, not usually. Uh, when when it came to the, like the release party, I really wanted to try to put all the put all the uh, EP songs on there. So I did. Funny enough, it was like my first time doing like a whole story thing, and surprisingly, like everybody enjoyed that format of a show. I haven't like I since then I never really thought of doing it like that, but I want to try it again, um, in the near future where I could, where I could uh try to, you know, have a little fun with some of the songs, um, that are story based as well as just you know classic rock and roll songs like, uh, Hound Dog, Ready Teddy, what I yeah, say, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, just try to fit everything in together for fun. That's kind of fun, and. uh the songs that we're going to hear today now camille's on the ep but the other ones are not dear you and i want to call on you those are not on the ep or are they oh camille's not on the ep but the other two songs are <laughs> i got you okay because camille was kind of what started this whole thing it was a love song to a woman wasn't it pretty much yeah so tell us about camille tell us who she is and how how she's in your life and how she got worked into your song <laughs> yeah. uh, Camille uh, Camille was a girl that I met at a Bible camp uh, the year of 2013 I was like around 12 years old and pretty much she was, she was a girl that I kind of had a crush on she was a little bit older than me so kind of like in a way the Paul Anka and Diana bit where he was in love with his uh, babysitter <laughs> even though like she was too old for him in a sense but uh, yeah yeah uh, so yeah, I had a crush on her, and I was trying to, like to let her know. And I used to so I used to um, write poetry and stuff for her, like during the week I was there, and I'll give it to my camp counselor and stuff. And like, yeah, she would sometimes notice me, like laugh and stuff. But I, I got her. I finally got her attention, like towards the end of the week when I was getting ready to leave, and as um as that last day was going by we managed to talk at least a little bit and after the conversation i don't remember too much about that i just remember i had this little ditty in my head um which is like the chorus of the song like camille what is your deal i want to see you where are you just just a little yeah. ditty and then um yeah so in a sensible way that's the first song i wrote 
but never really thought of it as a song until uh, the time that I released it with my friend, uh, Nathan, uh, who helped me record everything. Like, he was, like, the first time I kind of worked in a studio, per se, and, yeah, wrote the song, uh, recorded it, and it was pretty much, like, my first, like, official release as an artist. How about that? Well, we're going to give it a listen. Our first uh, first song that we're going to listen to from J-Mo on the Beat is a song we were just talking about. A song is called Camille.
St. Paul, Minnesota. Minnesota, here on the Music of America podcast. River Ridge Farm, Vermont's recreation lover's dream, is a gorgeous vacation rental nestled in the green mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farms is an escape to everything wonderful Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of fields and mountain views, pasture, a pond, and a tree-lined river frontage. Go on out and enjoy this beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountain State. Along with the multiple nearby ski and mountain resorts, there are breweries, hiking trails, biking trails, other tourist attractions. And this spot is really unique due to the multiple mountain views as well as the resident farm animals. Talk to the owner and host, Diana, about coming out and doing an interaction with the pets, or specifically the pigs, because the pigs just love to be pet. Okay? Or just do a a regular farm stay in the comfortable modern farmhouse, which can sleep 11 guests easily. Enough space to throw events or just relax and rejuvenate in the beautiful Vermont landscape. Check them out, River Ridge Farm. On Facebook, you'll find them by searching River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville or through Airbnb, River Ridge Farms, Vermont. River Ridge Farm, Vermont's recreation lover's dream. Jamie from JMO on the Beat, our guest here. And uh, let's talk a little bit about you, JMO. All right. Like, how did you get into music? What was your background? Was there singing in your whole family? Was there music in your whole family or what? Uh, well, with music, um, well, my family, no, none of them like could sing or have any like musical talent. Uh, not to be offensive, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I guess some of the musical experiences come from, um, like the family gatherings and stuff. Cause uh, me and my family were Liberian, and of course, the Afrobeat is a part of like the music I listen to a lot daily, uh-huh. and. Um, also just growing up, there was stuff I used to listen to that I enjoyed so much, like the Wiggles, um, Michael Jackson. Um, and then for the 50 stuff, it kind of came, uh, one day when I was going through my mom's, uh, CD collection and I found, uh, the CD of, uh, Elvis's early Sun record stuff. Oh, and wow. yeah, like, uh, yeah, my mom used to collect CDs for fun. Um, she just had like a bunch of different stuff and I stumbled upon it. And since then I always kind of been like a big fan of Elvis, uh, in a way and yep. with performing. Uh, so again, I, there was this girl that I liked, this was like back in the fifth grade and she used to sometimes sing for like the classmates in the school. And I don't know, I wanted to impress her in a way. So I remember, um, trying to have like my brother and a, one of my best friends uh, form a group kind of related to the Jackson 5 and we used to dance and stuff to uh, oh, fun. My, to their music uh, and yeah that was kind of like my first performing experience but I wanted to do more but I was always so shy to be around people so I would usually just lip sing or whatever I never really sung too much until high school where I was learning guitar for the first time and I with the help of my uh, school counselor I managed to join choir on uh, some Valentine's Day I think back in 2016 2017 Mm -hmm. and yeah from there like I guess I, I learned how to like 
control my voice a little bit, uh, learn a lot of like rock and roll music that I enjoy, how to sing them and how to play them. And leading up to like, I guess, 2020 and beyond, like up till now, mm-hmm. uh, I, was just, I was just a college student still just trying to learn how to perform and just learning my way to network with friends and other musicians into the musician that I am now. Now, do you play an instrument, Jill? J-Mo? I called you J-Mo, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, yeah, besides singing, I play guitar. Uh, I'm, I'm like in an intermediate level of that. And then uh, the first instrument that I learned how to play actually was the trumpet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I miss playing it, though. <laughs> you ever pick it up just for fun? Just say, I don't know if I could still blow, in a, blow a horn a little bit. Do you ever do that? No, I, I I never owned one. I it was rented by the school. Oh, okay. Um, at that time, so yeah. Still got some chops in you, you think? I believe so. I, I still remember most of the notes. Because it might be cool to to like grab one at a pawn shop or something and uh, get together with your. You got a sax player now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Get together with your sax player and say, "Let's see what we can do with this here." And it might be nothing, you know, but it might be. <laughs> it might be just something. Just one more one more thing to put on JMO on the beat, you know? <laughs> exactly. That'd be kind of fun. So uh, your mom and dad then weren't musical, but just you had it in you, and I guess it all got to start somewhere, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brothers, sisters, do they sing or play still? Because you said your one brother helped you form like a Jackson 5 type thing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, my brother, no, uh, he's he doesn't sing or he, he, dan- he used to dance, but not a singer. I got you. Okay. And what do you do when you're not performing? Do you have a day job or do you just dedicate to the music? Uh, Well, I work part-time at this Jamaican restaurant called Pimentos here uh-huh. in Twin Cities. Uh, yeah, I'm usually like a, well, I do a little bit of everything, like dishwashing, uh, cook, server, really? register. <laughs> yeah, Wherever they need me, as long as I get a paycheck. Pretty right? much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when the... I, I, when did the new CD or the the EP come out, and and what is it called again? Love letters. Yeah, love letters. It yeah. just came. It, well, I said it just came out. Uh, it came out uh, June thirtieth this year. Just came out this year. Yeah, yeah, okay. And yeah. Uh, you release? Did you release it all at once? Did you release it at a show? How did that? How did that all go down? Uh, yeah, I released it all at once. Um, some of the songs, though, at least three of them, uh. Teardrops, no, not teardrops. Uh, Evening whispers. Um, I do, and one of the next songs we're gonna be playing. I want to call on you. Uh, those three, like I released them as singles. Okay. Um, just to see how everybody would feel about them, and then uh, I arranged arranged them all to like a certain point within the album to work pretty well. So yeah. And did you, when you released them, did you like go to local radio stations and stuff and say, Hey, I got this new song. Why don't you give it a listen or, or cause radio used to be like that, but it just doesn't seem like it is anymore. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Um, well, an old friend of mine, uh, he kind of gave me like my first opportunity, uh, to be on radio. Um, and since then i like whenever I feel like a song might be a hit or something, I would try to ask the radio one of the radio hosts here, um, KFAI, 
here in the Twin Cities if they would be interested in hearing the song and yeah. what they would think about playing it. And if they like it, they'll play it. If not, then who knows? But are they I've allowed to? Because I've I been lucky so far. And when I in the short period of time, the ten years that I was in radio, it seemed like I saw a transition to where I could play what I wanted to where uh, we had consultants coming in and saying, you have to not only play this song, but you have to play this song so many times and you have to play so many songs, so many, uh, whatever per hour. And you really regimented, you didn't have a whole lot of time to introduce new artists or local artists, you know? So it's cool that they're able to do that for you. Cause it's not what my experience had been in radio. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think it depends on the station too. I know there's like several here in the twin cities that, I have yet to be on, but um, I know like the most one of the most popular ones here is called The Current, and uh, you gotta be like, it, it, for me, I think you gotta be like super lucky and and talented to be on that show. I I don't think uh, I've ever been on there yet, but uh, I hope to uh, at some point. I've got a, a buddy of mine that tours all over. He's toured all over Europe. He's toured all over the country. And he has a hard time getting in certain gigs because he doesn't do the, uh, uh, what do they call it? The analytics. He doesn't play the Spotify game. So they'll say, well, you only have so many followers and so on and so forth. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> Just play music. You know, I play music and people enjoy when I show up and play music. And so it, there, there's a business side to it that you have to tackle, I guess, if you want to be successful or have a certain degree or, you know, a certain degree of success. Have you run into that so far? Oh yeah, yeah. No, me and like the I guess the number game, as I guess we should call it. Yeah. Uh, it's always I've I've always learned different mistakes that I would make from it, and I guess try to use like certain advantages that I have for it. Because there's some people, um, there's some artists who would not want to do it, like you said, like that a friend of yours. And yeah. the thing is, like with the generation now at, at 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 um at these times you would have to like learn how to use like different social medias learn different skills in order to get your music out there because it, it will take a while and like you sometimes got to use like the right gimmick or you just got to also uh for me personally uh the main thing i do is try to connect with like my community the people that listen to me the people that support me people that will come to like every show or play every song that i put out it's always about like the connections that's why like even networking like you it's also networking like even outside like the music business like just mm -hmm. connecting yeah. with people that you know so and you're young yeah. enough that you start making these contacts now you watch man in, in five years from now somebody that you met at a like an open mic night or a karaoke night or something you might run into five years from now and and they'll say hey man i want you to i want you to open my show for me or vice versa you know that's oh kind of yeah cool. yeah i had so many moments like that this year and i've been thankful for like oh, each no and every kidding. one of them yeah that's great that's great well uh back to love letters we're going to listen to the first song that we're hearing of the two from your new ep and this one is called i want to call on you tell us how that works into your story oh uh, well um story wise within the album um uh, pretty much the song is it's, it's it's not self-explanatory, but pretty much it's uh, it's about me trying to like convince a girl that I'm here to love you. I, I want to appreciate you. Uh, let me tell you how I can be the, the perfect person for you, pretty much. Uh -huh. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, the story behind me writing that song, I wrote it uh, 
I think July fifth. Uh, and this was like um, at a time when I was at Bible camp again, like uh-huh. as a, as a camp counselor. Uh, there was this girl that I liked, and pretty much I found uh, some some sad stuff happened. I'm not gonna talk about it, <laughs> but, pretty, <laughs> but pretty much like the 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 day after that, I found out uh, I took some time to myself to uh, just write music. I was just writing a lot, so I think a good chunk of uh, songs that that are even are not even out yet that I wrote that day and i want to call on you was one of those songs that's cool we'll give it a listen here this is jmo on the beat from st paul minnesota i did it again i want to say minneapolis because they're right by each other but st <laughs> <laughs> paul minnesota and uh, the song is called i want to call on you
Game on the beat. I want to call on you. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, here on the Music of America podcast. You know, it's really this simple. You ready? You buy a kitty's litter box. You open the box, place litter in the box, introduce the box to your cat. After your cat has done their business for, you know, maybe about a month or so, close the box, throw it away. That's it. Just close the box, grab the handle of this biodegradable box, and throw it away. It's perfect for traveling with your favorite feline. Affordable, convenient. That's the one thing I really didn't like about cats. And I don't know how it became my job, but I was the one that ended up having to clean the litter box. Well, if Kitty's litter box were around 20 years ago, who knows? I might still have cats. Kitty's litter box, all lowercase, kittyslitterbox.com. Order today. It's perfect. JMO on the beat, who I called JLo earlier. <laughs> 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 and nothing like j-lo at all i had a question here oh. my brother asked me this before and i thought this is an interesting question uh who would you like to play in a movie whose life story would you in music whose life story would you like to play in a movie oh that is a good i never got asked that question and that's something oh. uh so many choices it's funny enough because like I, I, I full on disagree on this one, but I've been told that I should I hold on <laughs> so I've been told a few times that I should play Elvis on some of these movies cause um or at least like sing the songs at least because uh-huh. there's been so many uh, mistakes here and there. But I'm just there like, yeah, nope, that's not me. Like I could do a thing or two, but that's not something I wanna do. But yeah. acting wise, uh I, How about I wanna... this? Let's let's try it a different way. <laughs> who who do you want playing? Who do you want playing Jamie on JMO and the Beat movie? What actor would you have play you? <laughs> uh, probably like Cedric the Entertainer or something. Yeah, some, yeah. Uh... <laughs> No, I can I'm see that. Sure. I can actually see that. I can see that a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Too... Yeah, I'm not too sure. Otherwise, like, if I had to like choose uh, someone to play i would like to try either uh fats domino or even chubby checkers that's who you would like to play yeah that'd be fun that'd be fun and I, I, I don't know you have that much girth but you know you got enough i guess right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fun but that, that makes sense though because you know the that's kind of the same style that's the genre that is em- evoked when we hear your kind of music you know, I could see you playing singing uh, uh, Blueberry Hill. <laughs> when you do a show, do you always do originals or do you do covers sometimes? I do a mix of both. Like uh, this summer, I've been trying to like find a perfect balance of this many originals and this many covers. But um, yeah, like I usually sometimes I end up doing more covers than originals, but uh I, I do want to focus more on my originals more right. with my band. Who do you cover a lot? Like who do you who do you think is in your wheelhouse when you cover? Like if I sing blank, then I, that's me. That's me. I just I can I can sing his music or her music all day long. Who would that be? I would have to say uh, Little Richard um, <laughs> the most. Really? Yeah. I, I think his voice is so much higher than yours, man. Oh, you'll be surprised, man, if you ever actually, if I ever come <laughs> over there for a show or something. Yeah, uh, for sure. If I get up there and see one, too. 
Okay, yeah, yeah that that's a challenge that I'm I'm willing to accept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people are surprised. Um, yeah, it, uh, some of his music is kind of like out of my range, but you know, like a little bit of uh, trans, uh, not translation, uh, interpretation, oh, maybe. Maybe I forgot. I forgot the word. Like pretty much, like it's a musician term for like changing the keys. Oh, transposing. Yeah, yeah, transposing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit of transposing, and boom, you got something. There you go. (laughs) So on a guitar, you just can uh, you can just play play it in a different key somewhere else on the neck, and and make just about like I I do a lot of stuff in A minor because that's my range, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody throws something at me. It's written in D. I'm like, "Eh, I don't know about that. You know, it's a little high. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) So the the last song we're going to play is also from Love Letters, and it's called Dear You. Not Dear John, right? Not Dear Barbara, but it's Dear You. So this is real personal, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, This song, uh, I forgot when exactly I wrote it. I think I wrote it uh, sometime in college, and I, I remember, like, I... I wasn't really sure how I was even going to record it. It was just like a voice uh, medley that I was thinking in my head. Uh-huh. And uh, when I finally sort of like got it down on guitar, um, I was like, okay, I got to do this song. I got to record this. And this is kind of like even before I even thought of the EP a little oh, bit. Okay. And just when uh, me and my band were, were starting to play more and stuff, I was like, guys, how would you feel if we we recorded our first song together and I got the perfect song for us and then uh, presented Dear You to them and they all loved it. I even had a good friend of mine named Lazarus, who's another uh, local artist here in the Twin Cities, uh, uh-huh. help us uh, figure out the the segments, like everything. And yeah, like it took us nearly a month to get everything down, but we did it just in time before the EP got released. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what's it like working with a producer? Uh, it's it's pretty fun. Like it's it's if you uh, know him and stuff, like it's always a fun time. Yeah. Uh, with with dear you, like it was our bass player John, uh, who kind of like put everything together, and then we sent it to another friend of mine named Zach, who who is one of the main producers I usually work with. Gotcha. Uh, some of these songs. Pretty cool. Well, we're going to listen to your last song here, and this is from the EP Love Letters, our guest J-Mo on the beat in the song, Dear You. She sends me great 
Music of America podcast with J-Mo on the beat, St. Paul, Minnesota. Boy, I did it all right. I didn't call you J-Lo, and I didn't say Minneapolis. How about that? <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> it's, only, it's only been the whole show, and it took me this long to get it right. <laughs> Jamie, this is the section of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. This is where you just get to just talk about anything that's coming up. Anything coming up in 2024, new CDs, new EPs, any place we can get merch, any place we can do or whatever we can do to help support you and your art. So let's hear what you got. Thank you. Um, well, as of right now, me and the J-Liars, we're currently on break right now. And, you know, at this point, it's winter break. Uh, we, we're going to be currently writing um, some new music for you guys, some new originals that I have yet to share with the world. And... Uh, we'll be back playing sometime around the spring of 2024. Uh, I do have plans on trying to play locally again, especially in uh, some of the newer venues like the Green Room and, of course, my some of my personal favorites like the White Squirrel Cadence. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to start collaborating uh, with some of you awesome artists again and, yeah, just see what happens. Otherwise... You can always support me by following my social medias, Instagram, Facebook, uh, on Jamal on the Beat, as well as streaming my music. It really means a lot. Where do you stream your music? Where can we find your music? Uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, oh, okay. Well, because <laughs> some, some people are like like only CD Baby or something like that, you know, so you're everywhere. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, pretty much, yes. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Tidal, YouTube. <laughs> okay. And I just yeah. it's and it's J hyphen or just J Mo? Uh J hyphen, so that minus sign and yeah. then M O. Gotcha. J Mo on the beat. Loved having it. Thank you for the second time, man. Okay, because it sounded so much better this time too. Appreciate it. And appreciate you being with us and uh continued success with you and, and your band, man. All right? Yeah, of course. And thank you, Tom, for having me on here. I'm really I was really excited to do this the first time so it's even better to try doing this again (laughs) sharing sharing in my opinion like i guess a better lineup of music (laughs) than the first time well you you just uh you've accomplished that much more since so that's kind of (laughs) cool yeah thank you and i hope everybody listening enjoyed themselves too great jmo on the beat our guest today up next we're headed to the delta and mississippi here on the music of america podcast You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.